Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated to R. Because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya. of the Right Stuff, the Right Way series. I am your host, Tanya White, and welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. We have been having a fabulous series helping authors, spying authors, learn how to write, get that book out. And tonight we're talking about promotions. Uh, Our first installment, we had three authors on there, Liz Curtis Higgs, authors of the Bad Girls of the Bible series. She was phenomenal. Loretta Faith Harris, author of the Journey Less Travel, and Victoria Christopher Murray. They gave some phenomenal tips on how to um, write, get your time together, get your time management skills together, and write down your thoughts and become the writer that you're destined to be. If you missed that show, listen to the archives. Our second installment, we had Keisha Don and Rhonda McKnight. They gave us some phenomenal tips on perfecting the plot. So if you're a fiction writer, you definitely need to listen to that show. And tonight is our third installment. We're talking about the right promotions, and we have some phenomenal promotional experts on tonight. We have Gwen Richardson. You may not know her name, but you definitely know her company, CushCity.com. If you don't know that name and you are a writer or aspiring writer, you need to get to know that right now. Go to the website, CushCity.com. And we also have Pam Perry. Natasha Munson and Lily Radcliffe. It's going to be a phenomenal show. It's going to have some powerful promotion tips, and we're just going to be on point. By the end of the show, you will be fired up to get your marketing plan moving and get those promotional tips in action. If you missed last week's special edition Friday show with Miss Nene Leakes of the Real Housewives of Atlanta, let me tell you that show is giving some phenomenal downloads. I think we're at 400, and it's already less than a week. That show was so on point. Nene is so real. Check out that show. But before we get started, we see that we have our first guest on deck. But before we get started, we'd like to say hello to our sponsors, uh, Miss Loretta Faith Harris. You can visit her at chpublishing.org. 
She is the author of The Journey Less Traveled, and she is helping you to change your tragedy into triumph. You will read her heartfelt book uh, about how she changed her tragedy into triumph, some very personal um, events that happened in her life. When you read it, you will literally, literally get chills going down your spine. And thank you to Dr. Tanisha Ford. She is your tour guide to happiness. And you can visit her at drtford.com. She is the author of many books. One is I Miss the Hugs But Not the Hurts. Thank you, ladies, for being a sponsor. And if you want to become a sponsor of the Real Talk with Tanya White show, then visit tanyawhite.com, Tanya, T-A-N-Y-A, white is in the color.com. We have four packages to meet your budget. We do a lot of aggressive marketing here. When you partner with us, your name will get out there. We will drive people to your site, and we will uh, encourage them to purchase products and invite you if you're a speaker to invite you as a speaker. Um, So visit TanyaWhite.com. Check those out. While you're visiting TanyaWhite.com, check out my book, How to Deal with a Difficult Woman, Relationship Reruns, and my third book, which is set to release on September 29th, The 99 Males Who Make Your Life a Living Hell. That's going to be a hot book. And while you're there, sign up for Tanya's Tips because we give you tips for today to transform your tomorrow. Today's issue was issue 183, and it's Simply asked you, are you being paralyzed by your possibilities? We have have phenomenal feedback on that issue. I guess everybody is paralyzed by their possibilities. Read that, um, and I know that you will be blessed. Like I said tonight, we have four powerful women on deck to talk about promotions uh, for writers, aspiring writers. And when we come back in just a minute and a half, we will have Miss Gwen Richardson on, uh, founder of Cush City. Dot com. She's going to give us some powerful tips about Internet marketing and her company. So we'll be back in a minute and a half. Unfortunately, tragedy has no favorites. It comes suddenly, and sadly, it can knock the life right out of you. But instead of giving up, come alive again. Turn your hurt into hope. In her sensational and heartwarming new book, The Journey Less Traveled, author Loretta Faith Harris shares her touching story of how she discovered the strength to overcome sad sorrow and find hope for a better tomorrow. Celebrate life again. Choose to turn your tragedy into triumph. Visit www.chpublishing.org to purchase your copy of the journey let's travel today man i've been trying to call her all day where's she at this is the fifth christmas that he promised that we were going to spend together and here i am alone he told me he was going out of town this weekend but he never wants to tell me where he's going it's funny he always has to know where i'm going again, and I'm trying to call her, and she's not answering her phone. I wonder where she could be. Hmm. Let me go see. I am sick and tired of this. I am worth more than that. Author Tanya White reveals the secrets to having healthy, productive, and long-lasting relationships in her new book, Relationship Reruns. 
how to break the cycle of choosing the wrong people for the right relationship. Being trapped in a relationship rerun is extremely frustrating and emotionally draining. If you find yourself in an irritating cycle of unwanted, unsatisfying, and unhealthy relationship patterns year after year, then this book is sure to break the chains that keep you bound to having the wrong people in your life. The brand new book, Relationship Reruns, How to Break the Cycle of Choosing the Wrong People for the Right Relationship, and also How to Deal with a Difficult Woman, is now available by logging on to www.tanyawhite.com. Once again, that's www.tanyawhite.com. Pick up your copy today. today. Y'all, get my book, Relationship Reruns. It gives you some great tips, and I reveal some pitfalls in my relationships. It's really a good book. Get it. If you're on the page, uh, Blog Talk page right now, just click that book or go to Amazon.com or go to TanyaWhite.com, and we will send you an autographed copy. But first, we have Gwen Richardson on deck. She is uh, the co-founder of Cush com, the world's largest African-American Internet retailer with over 20,000 products online. Uh, Ms. Richardson uh, and her husband established CushCity.com in 1998, and the website receives more than 2 million hits per month and has thousands of customers in all 50 states. If you do not hook up with Cush City, I don't know what you're doing because it's a great way to market your products, books, CDs, whatever. I personally use them, and I've had some great feedback. So we'd like to welcome to the show for the first time, but not the last, Miss Gwen Richardson. Hello, Miss Gwen. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I am fantastic. Good. And welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. We are excited to have you on this show. Well, I appreciate you inviting me. All right. Well, we're going to dig right into it so our time won't get away. Briefly, okay. I love to ask everyone, this question before we get started. Tell us who you are uh, in your own words. Well, I'm an, a wife and mother first, uh, an entrepreneur, been one since I was 15 years old, wow. and I'm an author, and uh, I'm also, um, as well as being co-founder of Cush City, uh, which is not my first business, but I would say it's probably my last business in terms of <laughs> I don't think I. I think this one we've been doing this for eleven years, so mm-hmm. um, you know I don't anticipate making a change. But if you're an entrepreneur, you're always open. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also national coordinator for the National Black Book Festival, which mm-hmm. Cush City puts on, and it's an mm-hmm. annual event. And that is in Houston. Correct? In Houston in May of each okay. year, it'll be our third one coming up for 2010. All right, we're going to talk about that later on in the show, but. CushCity.com, as you said, you are an entrepreneur, and being one myself, I agree with you. We have many businesses, and some fail, some work. But what was the inspiration for Cush City, which is the largest African-American Internet retailer right now? Y'all, y'all have it locked, Miss Gwen. You have it locked. Well, it, when uh, when we started Cush City, we were actually we had a different business. We were publishing a magazine, a national magazine, okay. uh, and I actually got the inspiration for Cush City at a church meeting that I went to on what the Bible says about doing business. Mm-hmm. And I I got a revelation about starting a website with African American products. 
I wrote it down in my journal, and I came home and I talked to my husband about it. My husband, Willie, has a tech background, and neither of us had ever done a website. We had never done retail, uh, but we both have been in business. You know, we both have been entrepreneurs for a, a while. Before we met, we were entrepreneurs. That was actually how we met at a business conference. So um, we just we have a friend who has some computer uh, expertise as well. So within six weeks, we just we had a plan, and we had our website up in six weeks. Wow. And we haven't stopped ever since. And that, that, that had to be God. I talked to people, and we had no money. And yeah. I talked to people who had, you know, during the Internet boom, they had millions of dollars, and they worked on a website for a year and could never get it up. And I just wonder wow. what, what were they doing. What, what, what were they doing with the money if they couldn't get the website up? Yeah. But um, we've been online continuously for uh, 11 years. Mm-hmm. We started off with books you know, pretty much exclusively because at that time you had Amazon selling books and books were the thing to do. Mm-hmm. But we we quickly, uh, through customer feedback and us responding to customer demand, added other products. And so now I would say our mainstays are books, DVDs. We also sell um, Greek products, like for the different fraternities and sororities. Mm-hmm. We sell wall calendars. And uh, we've actually started a line of our own Obama calendars for 2009 to 2010. And we we do plan to do that throughout his presidency. So we actually have gotten into manufacturing, too. Wow. Well, that that gives people inspiration. When God tells you to move, you better move. And just because other people are doing something that is similar to yours, doesn't mean that you don't you can't do it or you won't have the success. Because I know a lot of people, especially Christian friends, they have they have an idea and they say the, that the Lord told them to do it, but they don't move on it because right. they say, oh, this person is doing this or this per this company is doing something. But you are a living testimony to do what the Lord told you to do. And like you said, eleven years later, two million uh, hits per month. You are the largest African American retail. Did you ever think that 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 was going to happen, or you were just doing what the Lord told you to do? Well, you know, I'm a marketer. That's what my degree is in, and that's sort of what my expertise is in, and I I know how to market. So when we started the site, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to have an angle. You have to have a niche. You have to have an angle. You have to have a slogan. Yes. Okay. But And we our slogan when we started was the world's largest. Uh We just declared it. And then what we did was we pursued making it happen because we knew that we had to do that pretty quickly. So... What we did was we just found products. We just kept adding things. We added books. We added. We found every black book we could find, and we added it to the website, and we got it online. <laughs> so, <Well, listen. laughs> but we declared we were the world's largest first. But you we didn't declared only declare that you said something very important, and that was I wrote an issue today in my uh, newsletter that says it's, you moved on it. Oh, yeah, you have to move. A lot of people get a move from God, and they think God's going to do it. No, God gives you the inspiration and the revelation. You have to do it, and God will help you because we we had no Internet experience at all other than using it. Even though my husband has a technical background, we had no retail experience other than me shopping. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I had never worked retail. We are the masters of that, okay? We are the masters. Of retail, <laughs> so we don't need a degree. We don't need to go no. to school. We know how to do that. 
Yeah, because I know what I like, and yeah. I know what I was looking for, and I know people want quality. Yeah. And I'm very good at organizing, you know. And my husband takes care of all of the tech. Okay. See, I don't have to deal with that. He right. does all of that. Any software, hardware, you know, connections, whatever we're doing, I don't have to do any of the tech part. Now, I understand a little bit of it, mm-hmm. but that's his, and we don't, so that way we're doing two separate things, and we don't step on each other's toes. Wow. That, that's great nuggets of information for anybody uh, who has a business partner, whether they're your husband or spouse, just working together. If you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we have Gwen Richardson on, co-founder of CushCity.com. She just she has just given million-dollar information. If you miss it, you need to listen to the archive. Now, Gwen, a lot of authors uh, believe, artists, authors believe that self-promotion is like a sign of arrogance and self-promotion. <laughs> Um, uh, some of my Christian friends believe that. Why is, why should an artist or author take self-promotion seriously, in your opinion, and commit to being what I call their biggest cheerleader? Well, I think when a person writes a book, they have to ask themselves, why did they write the book? Mm-hmm. Did they write the book for it to gather dust in their garage? Right. Or did they write the book for people to read it? Yes. Okay, if they wrote the book for people to read it, the only way they're going to know that it exists is if you market it. I mean, they can't get it through osmosis. You know, they're not going to, you know, God's gonna, not going to send an angel to tell them about your book because God is just too busy. Yeah. <laughs> We're in a busy superhighway right now, and I keep telling people that. In the biblical days, there was no Internet, there was no TV, no, no radio. So, you know, he no. had to make things happen, you know. Right. But now and now you, a- have, you have the Internet, which is the most fabulous tool of our time. Mm-hmm. Uh, because 15 years ago, there was no Internet. A lot of people don't realize how new the Internet is. Mm-hmm. 15 yes, years ago, there was no Internet. And now it dominates everything, just about. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really taking over a lot of things, and it is the most cost-effective way to market your book or market anything. Yes. It is the most cost-effective. Uh, so if you wrote your book for to really be a blessing to people, hmm then you have to market it to get people to know about it so they will read it. Otherwise, they won't know it exists. Mm-hmm. And you really are not doing what you said that you set out to do. Yeah. And because you don't market it doesn't mean it's not a good book. It's, like you said, people don't know about it. We no, because so a lot of books sell that are, you know, they're not good at all. Uh, well, you know, I, I know I mean, I'm that. Just saying, a... <laughs> I'm not naming any books. I'm just yeah. saying. But that's it's so... all about the marketing. Somebody, uh-huh. Somebody's promoting it, and people buy it because it was promoted, and it was touted, and it was talked about, and that yeah. uh, piques people's interest. And they buy it because of that. And it doesn't, you know, I tell people that people buy you. When you're an oh. author, people buy you. Let's, okay, Gwen, I've been saying that for years, especially when it comes to ministry and nonprofits. So let's let marinate on that for about two seconds because you said a mouthful. Because there's, there's thousands of books. There are millions of books. Yes. So they buy the author. They buy the author's enthusiasm, mm-hmm. expertise, uh, attitude, uh, knowledge. They buy you. Yes, <coughs> yes, they do buy you. If you just joined us, we're talking to Gwen Richardson, co-founder of Cush com. Now, Gwen, we have a, a question in the chat, and I'd like mm-hmm. to say hello to all the chat people in Real Talk, but we have a, a question from Tina. She wants to know, how do you get a book on com? What's the process okay. for that? Well, there's a couple of ways to get your book on our site. And I, w- I will make a long story short, but 
so people will understand. Anytime that you're selling anything, it's a business, mm-hmm. be it online or if you have a physical store. And what a lot of people don't uh, understand about the book selling business is if a store does not sell a book, they make no money. They mm-hmm. they don't make money from carrying a book. They make money from selling a book. So having said that, um, and, and, and it costs money and it's work to put a book online. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a cost to the company that puts your book online. Mm-hmm. And nothing is free. So having Ooh, said hey, that, nothing, I mean, is nothing is free. You know, I have a 13-year-old daughter, and I've been telling her since she was a little girl, if you don't remember anything else I tell you in life, because I'm not going to be here all the time, mm-hmm. remember that nothing is free. Somebody is paying. Mm-hmm. Nothing is free. So having said that, there are two ways to get your book on Cush City. If you just want your book to be available on our site through a keyword search, and this information is on our site under Frequently Asked Questions. So if you missed part of it or don't understand it, you can go to FAQs on our homepage and click it, and it will explain it. But if you just want to be in a keyword search on our site, meaning you don't want to be on our homepage or or you don't want to be included in any of our e-blasts or anything like that, Mm -hmm. you send us two copies of your book in sellable condition. And that's basically the cost of getting your book put on our site. It might take six to eight weeks because, you know, anything that's free, we can't make it a priority. But we do mm-hmm. put the book up. If you send us two copies in sellable condition with no writing in them, don't send us something that's marked not for resale, then we're not going to put it up. Because mm-hmm. the cost of putting your book on our site is two books. Okay. And we'll put it on there. In a keyword search, it will stay there for the life of your book. Wow. If you want your book on our home page or anywhere in a prominent place or through our e-blast or anything like that, there is a cost for that. If you go on our website where it says promote your book, you click that, it will tell you about the programs. And then you can see if there's anything there of interest. We try to make everything very affordable mm-hmm. for most people's budgets. But because it costs us to do all the research to get our databases and to do the work, we can't mm-hmm. give it away. Right. It costs it costs to produce a book, to promote a book, and if you're not willing to invest your own money, and I tell uh, authors this all the time who come to me and say, Tanya, how you write a book, you've got to be willing to invest something into your own product. Because if you don't invest, why would you expect somebody to invest in your product? A lot of people want things for free. And it's just not free, like you told There's your Nothing daughter. is free. Nothing is nothing. free. I mean, if I promote everybody's book, and we tried that, and that's uh-huh. why I said we had to change our formula. We tried giving it all away, yeah. and it almost broke us. Yeah. I mean, in, in 2002, we thought we were going to have to close our doors because yeah. we just weren't bringing in enough money. And so we had to redo our model. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a sacrifice to do uh, – to really sell to promote African American literature is not a money making venture right. because it's you know it's not there's no big money in it mm-hmm. so but people have to have money to live and to pay the bills and to keep the business thriving and going and growing otherwise it won't be here available for anyone yeah, yeah. you know so um, we make it affordable for everyone, anyway, but if you're not willing to spend money to promote your book, why should I spend my money to promote your book? <laughs> exactly. Million Dollar Information, we're, uh, we have Gwen Richardson on, co-founder of CushCity.com. Now, we know that your your services really do help authors uh, get the, the, the product out there, uh, build their brand awareness, because you have, as 
uh, I read two million hits per month uh, mm-hmm. on your site. So if you do not invest in this internet marketing company, I don't know what you're going to do. So let's talk about some of your services that you have. I've personally used some, and I've gotten some very great responses back. Um, and so I, I'm a testimony. It does pay off to invest in CushCity.com, but you have a lot of uh, a wealth of services for authors in particular. Can you talk about some of those? Yes. Well, and on the Internet, there's basically two ways to promote yourself or your book or your product. There's what people call a pull approach, meaning you put it on the site and people come to you and see it either based on searching or uh, someone uh, recommended the site. So Mm -hmm. that's sort of the pull method. Then the push method is sending out email to people. And even though people get a lot of email, mm-hmm. email works. Email and works. It's, it's free. Yes. So, I mean, you, then that's something that is free. Now, it's not, when I said nothing is free, you do pay for having email because you have to pay to have Internet access. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to pay for the software to send it out. Mm-hmm. You have to pay somebody to create your e-blast, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's not like putting a sample on a letter that where it costs specifically an amount of cents. Once you do all those other things, the sending of it is actually free. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and and they tried in the past to put a cost on it, but there was such an uprising that you don't really hear anything about it anymore. Mm-hmm. You used to hear about, because, you know, you can't have something out there that's free for a long time, and then when you want to put a cost on it, people aren't willing to do it. Yeah. You know, it's difficult to do that. Um, but those are the two methods we have. So you can either be on the site itself, like on our homepage or one of our um, high-traffic sections, or you can participate in one of our e-blasts. And what we've done is we've developed databases of different groups of people in the book market uh, that that authors would want to reach. For example, we have a book club bulletin. We develop a list of 1,100 African-American book clubs wow. uh, all around the country. And so people can opt into the whole list of 1,100 plus. I think it's actually 1,200 now, but uh, they can do that. Or they can take what we call a mini mini bulletin list of 350 mm-hmm. because it costs more to send to the whole list. Then we have the media that we have a database of media reps if people want to send out a media announcement. We have a list of bookstores and distributors in the African-American market. Mm -hmm. We have book reviewers, and these are people who review books online or through newspapers or magazines. Um, We have a, a database of libraries. We also now, we started with the National Black Book Festival, we started sending out a monthly e-newsletter that keeps people abreast of the festival and, you know, upcoming um, events or details about the festival and different developments. So that's actually our newest cheap option, which for $69, Mm -hmm. you can have what we call a book feature. It includes the cover of your book, It'll have your name under it, and you can link it to wherever you want it to go. And that goes in the National Black Book Festival news that comes out every month. So that is like the cheapest thing that we offer is 69 bucks. Right now we have it on a special for 49 bucks, and that's mm-hmm. till tomorrow. So it doesn't get any cheaper than that online. No, it does it not. <laughs> it does not get any cheaper. I'm telling you guys, cheaper. you have to – this is the economical way to uh, – 
market your book through the internet. Now, um, let's. I want to go back a little bit uh, because you all uh, distribute press releases also too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, can let's talk about the components of a great press release uh, because some people may not. Uh, they might want to write on themselves. And so, let can you give us what what makes a good press release? Well, one, I don't recommend writing one yourself unless okay. you have expertise writing press releases because uh-huh. a lot of people just don't understand what should be in a press release. But okay. I'll tell you what should be in one. And my, my, in my former life before this, I was an editor. I was editor of the magazine that we published. And I'm also a writer. I wrote op-eds for USA Today. I had a monthly column there. So I've been writing a long time. Okay. Uh, but most people, what they miss, and I would say, I, use, I would say, the three R's or the three W's or whatever it is, but or five W's. But I'll go beyond that. The first thing it should be is short. Short. A lot of people are too wordy, mm-hmm. and people are busy, and they just want the gist. They don't want to read a lot of words. So the first thing it needs to be is short, meaning mm-hmm. about 300 words, three to 500. You're pushing it at 500. Okay. Because people are not going to read all those words. Okay. So even if you write a thousand words, they're not going to read them. So you're wasting yeah. time and space, and you turn people off with something that's too wordy. So one, it should be short. Two, it should be relevant. So it needs to relate to something that's current or something that can touch people, or you have to give people a reason to read it. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be relevant. And then it needs to tell the who, what, when, where, why. It needs to just give the basics. You know, you need to be able to have about a 30-second synopsis of your book okay. that you can say, this is what my book is about, something that and they, they used to call it an elevator presentation. Like if you're going up in an elevator, mm-hmm. you only have a few seconds to explain something to somebody. It should be You should be able to encapsulize your uh, concept for your book in 30 seconds. Yes. Yeah. So those are the main elements. And if 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 you're not able to write that way, mm-hmm. then you need Find to somebody. hire somebody <laughs> to do it for you. And there are some places to do it inexpensively. And since I do my own, I've never had to outsource that. But mm-hmm. I believe one of your guests that you're going to have on, Pam Perry, does that. I believe yes. she does that. Yes, and so. she is up on next uh, deck next. But that was awesome information. Uh, about the press release because I know a lot of people they'll send one out and I'm thinking in my mind too <laughs> that's too long that's too long but I just wanted you to give those essentials I uh, did not get to all of the questions but how can people uh, find out more about Cush City and the services that you are offer and uh, any uh, promotions I know you have one that's ending tomorrow so you can plug that well <clears throat> Uh, the one that's ending tomorrow, I, it's not easy for me to tell them how to find out about it okay. because it's not available online unless okay. they were already on our list. Okay. But if you just want to know about our services in general or if they want to call about the specials, they can do that tomorrow. We have a toll-free number, which is 1-800-340-5454. Mm-hmm. And then they can ask about the specials that we have for this week, okay. uh, the ones I mentioned. Uh, if they can't do anything right now and they're just looking for the future, go on our website. There's a link on our homepage that says Promote Your Book. It's okay. on the left-hand side. And if you click that, they, it explains all of our programs. And our website is CushCity.com, C-U-S-H-C-I-T-Y.com. And it is for Cush in the Bible. 
All right. See, I didn't even know that, Gwen. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Listen, you have been phenomenal. Uh, I've well, learned. I've been so taking much. notes, and we would love to have you back. So look for another email from me. Well, uh, I'll be happy to come back anytime. But uh, before you go, just one more nugget of wisdom that you want authors to know about who uh, who promotion the right way to m- promote a book. One nugget of wisdom. Well, don't feel shy or bashful about promoting your book. If you yes. want to sell books, you have to promote it. So you you know you have to, and a lot of times writers are not outgoing. A lot of times writers are introverts. But you need to smile. You want to get your information out to people. You should promote your book. There's nothing wrong with doing that at all. That's that's the only way it's going to get out there. And you should be proud of the product that you've created. Yes. Say so. Don't be bashful. Be proud. That is a great nugget. Before you go, I for, uh, didn't write the number now. Can you give us that number again about calling about the promotions? 1-800? Yes, 1-800-340-5555. Okay. Uh-huh. Five, four, five, four. Thank you so much. We will follow up with you later. You have a fantastic week, Gwen. Okay, you too. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. If you just joined Real Talk with Tanya White, that was Gwen Richardson, co-founder of CushCity.com. She gave million-dollar information, uh, and if you missed any of it, you need to go back and listen to the archives. Listen, you guys, on deck we have Miss Pam Perry, and I'm telling you, if you don't know this name, I don't think you're, you're a legitimate writer. You need to get to know this name. We're just going to bring her on. Her name is going to speak for herself. Her information that she's going to give is going to speak for herself. She's the CEO of Ministry Marketing Solutions, and we'd like to welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White, Miss Pam Perry. Hello, Miss Pam. Hey, Tanya, thank you so much. Oh, I just love Gwen. She was so good. I was taking notes myself. I did not know she used to do op-eds for USA Today. I didn't either. I didn't either. That is awesome. That is awesome. And I tell people all the time, I pass out information. People say, I want to get out there, I want to get out there. Mm -hmm. I say, go to CushCity.com, and they got a whole lot of programs. Start there because before Cush City was really online, they were the largest African American bookstore in that state. Wow! If not in the, if not in the nation, so they have a massive list. Yep. Wow! Well, you, people who are listening, you you've already given some information, Miss Pam Perry. Tell <laughs> us who you are in your own words, and then we're gonna get right down to some of these great questions we have. I call myself a chief visionary because a visionary is a person that has a vision. And I started this company about 10 years ago, and I had no idea what Ministry Marketing Solutions was really going to look like when it grew up. Mm -hmm. But I had this vision that I wanted to help Christian authors market their books. I wanted to help African-American pastors, churches market their, 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 their churches, market the message, brand themselves better. No one was really doing that. So people were looking at me like I was crazy. So um, about a decade later, you know, with social media exploding, people are now getting it, and I'm really happy yeah. about it. But it started um, years ago as a PR professional working with the Salvation Army, mm-hmm. um, doing PR director there, you know, Salvation Army is a church. And I started there, and I, I actually said, you know what, I know that, the work they're doing is wonderful, but I want our community, meaning the African-American community, to have just as strong a network as the Salvation Army. All of our African-American churches or the black church, they're so strong, yes. but they're missing one element, and that was marketing, branding, and cohesiveness 
of learning how to work together. Pam Perry, cohesive. (laughs) I'm writing it in big letters. Yes, cohesiveness of working together. Why do we as a people, as a black church, do not take these things seriously? That was your passion for starting. Yeah, that was a passion because the Salvation Army is a church, and it's really small. Their members are really small nationwide, worldwide, but they know how to rally other people for the cause, for the message, for their mission, and that's really what it is. So you have to brand the message. You have to brand the vision, and and it's not about personalities. When you think about the Salvation Army, you don't think of a person per se, but you know what that brand stands for. So what I've been trying to get churches to do is say, okay, Pastor, put yourself aside. Let us work together and all brand cohesively. What is the black church going to do for our community? Let's pull that together as an overall thing. Market the message. How does your ministry market itself? What does it stand for? It doesn't matter if you get 17 churches on your block and none of them are doing anything oh, for the neighborhood. Cam Perry, you didn't make me stand up. <laughs> agreement. You, <laughs> you know, the nine. Why are we yes. so stuck in that mindset? That's wow. a drum major. That's a drum major instinct. Martin Luther King talked about years ago. Everybody <laughs> wants to be first. Everybody wants to lead, but nobody has to lead. Jesus should be leading. Mm-hmm. All right, that's the leader. We are to follow him, follow Christ, and so. We have to have a person that says, okay, it's marketing the message. What are you doing for the community? Because a lot of times the reason why the Salvation Army or any organization like that has a lot of volunteers or people giving to the vision is because they realize it's not about them. Mm-hmm. And so if you were to take from an author and say, you know what, if we just did your book and we took your name off the spine, do you still want this message to get out? Mm-hmm. They would probably say no. Mm-hmm. Because then they, then I know that's the litmus test. That's the message. It's not about really what they want people to get. It's about them. So I said, let's take your name off the spine. Let's take your picture off the book. Do you still want to market this message? Mm-hmm. And they look all look all sheepish and everything. Mm. It's like you know what that has to be first because you're not going to get. I don't care. You're not going to get anybody to support you if it's just about you. Wow, Pam Perry, that is why you are the PR. Guru in the globe. It has. I have to really break people down because PR is about image and branding, but their heart has to be right and their mission and vision has to be clear. Because uh-huh. Tanya, you have a mission and vision that's clear, and you will do this whether you got paid or not because it's in you. You just have that relationship expert. It, no matter how you squeeze you, that's going to come out. You're going to be talking to people about how to really work their relationships out. And so that's your main mission and vision. So you get people to surround you. You have that synergy energy around you because that's what you are. You didn't do it just so I could be seen. Mm-hmm. There's too many other yeah. ways to be seen. You could just, you know, whatever. You know, you're not a hard work when you are in the spotlight. <laughs> so I don't know why people run to it. But uh, we have in, any of these promotional tips that you're going to talk about, that you are talking about, not only to books but to businesses, ministries across the board, and since you went there, Miss Pam, let's talk about the whole gamut of ministry marketing because I am one of those out-of-the-box, um, as my friend says, I burn the box theory because it is about the message 
And mm-hmm. in order for you to draw people in, you have to have something to draw them in. That's and a it. Lot That's of it. People do not really have that clarity. So let's talk about that. How important is being clear before you start any type of action? You have to be clear of what you're there for. How does how does one get that clarity? Well, you know, it's I call it a calling. You know, you have to know you're called. And, and, and really when it gets tough and it gets hard, because it's going to be hard work, you have to know that you're called by God to do whatever it is that you're doing. You're, because then you know the grace will be there, the resources will, sh- will show up, the people will show up. So you have to know in your heart and your hearts and know in your knower that you're called, that you have something to share, that this was a vision birthed by God. And that only comes in your prayer closet. After that, I can take them and then I can work with them. Okay, you are called. You know that. That is that is really the main thing, that you know you have something to share. Because everybody has a purpose. Everybody has a purpose. So what is your purpose and how are you really going to articulate that out to the masses? So we help them define their target market. Ministry Marketing Solutions is like I can provide marketing solutions, but you have to tell me who is your target audience. And then if you have a platform, how are you building your platform if you don't have one? Do you have a blog talk show? Do you have? Do you speak anywhere? Do you do anything for anybody else that anybody would care about? Do you have a platform? Hmm. You know, and do you have a brand? We ask people, do you have a brand? And they don't even know what they stand for. I said, well, I can't brand you if you don't know what you stand for. I need to know your vision is clear, your mission is clear that you heard from God. Then I can brand you. But I can't brand. I can't do smoke and mirrors. I, I'm not hmm. that type of PR person. I don't do smoke and mirrors. And if you just so it's like, talk with Tanya White, you, you, you're listening to Pam Perry. This, she's a promotional guru of all this globe. And let me just say this right here, Miss Perry. You have a little book, uh, 115 PR tips mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that I got. Mm-hmm. Since I've gotten that, let me tell you, gone to another level. Just, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious, the little things that I didn't think that I could do uh, mm-hmm. as like starting a blog talk show. Uh, yeah, yeah. And doing that and understanding that certain little things. So I encourage you. Can you give out your contact information so yes, folks yes. who do they, not have that can go get that? Yes, they can go to ministrymarketingsolutions dot com and they can get to um, get in the blog. Actually, when they go to the actual website, they get a free MP3 and they get a free ebook because I just really believe that our people perish for lack of knowledge. So mm-hmm. I don't want to be accountable to God and say, you know. You didn't give out your information. It's like, I did. I tried to give it to them. So it's, it's like, it's there, it's there. So it's a free MP3, what every Christian author should know, and then there's an ebook there on how to really ramp up the rest of 2009, how to really mm-hmm. ramp up. If, if people feel like they've, they've been falling in the ditch, then how to ramp back up again. you got to, you know, get back up there and how to really ramp up, and it has to do with partnerships. But they can go inside there after they do that. They can go in and hit where it says products, and there's a whole lot of other stuff they can get. But the 115 PR Tips booklet is there as well. They yeah. can immediately download that. But oh, I did that wow. primarily because I kept seeing it over and over again what churches were doing wrong. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, you know, when you're that kind of gift, a perceiver gift, I call it, when you see things that are wrong, one, you should pray, and two, you should do something about it. That's a, that's a, that's a light. A, a light that it says, okay, let me do something about it. I will not complain. I will write it down and then provide a solution. This is what you should do. And it's something as the corporate ID kit. Yes, I mean, my oh, goodness, I see so many bad corporate IDs. It's like, why are you changing your logo every two years? 
Miss Perry, <laughs> I thought that was only in in my estate. But no. <laughs> just the little things, I'm telling you, you need to get uh, – so 115 PR tips, the little things you said um, about uh, – give us a couple of more, especially when it pertains to companies. The logo is a big thing. Ooh, uh, well, one of the things that I, that is a real pet peeve of mine is photos. And we're in this world of Facebook and uh, MySpace and all this kind of stuff. You heard but me it, I, <laughs> I wish I had crappy facts. <laughs> but take a professional shot, not a digital camera, not a digital camera standing by a tree in the background and your hair is blowing. Okay, yes. and just think I look cute, and that's my no. It's it's or even if it's a pastor, don't take it with the Bible. You don't carry the Bible everywhere you go. It's unapproachable. I, Miss yeah, you know. So you know, there are some pictures. Okay, if you're graduating from seminary or something like that, that's yes. that's appropriate. But a pastor needs to look approachable. We're going into the world. We're not going recycling Christians. So mm-hmm. you're going into the world. So you want to, you know, you want to be all things to all people. So you can draw people to you. So. I really tell people, let's do a whole photo shoot. Let's let's really brand yourself. Let's see what you look like. Get good pictures. Get the get the makeup done. Get the get the stylist. You know, I have a good friend, Sharice Duncan, yeah. who's a stylist, and you know, do whatever you need to do. Get a body magic if you need to. I put a plug yeah. in there, but you know, it's like do whatever you have to do in order to look your absolute best because that picture will last at least a decade. You know, at people. Decade. You know, at least a decade. You know, unless you're changing your hair often. You know, two or three years. But you know, for the most part, you're not going to go from a brunette to blonde. You know, uh, grad. You know, overnight. So you know, it'll be okay. But the main thing I always tell people is brand with really good photos because that photo will be part of your brochures, part of your website, part of your social networking. It is your identity. Yes. So spend the money for it. Spend two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, whatever you have to do. But don't do it for free. It's going to look like you got it for free. Now, Miss Miss Pam, let's talk, since you're talking about photos, I have another pet peeve when it comes to my mm-hmm. Christian pastors, brothers, reverend colleagues. When they're taking pictures, it could be everything is right, but they take it in a hat. Is that professional? Oh no, no! Oh, don't, don't don't do a hat. I mean, the hat is probably good in certain parts of the country, so I won't say that. But I know just generally, if we're going with the East Coast, which is where the major media is, and so a lot of people want to go on major media. They want to be on Oprah. They want to be on, you know, Tyra Banks or any of these type of shows. You're not going to see if they look at your picture. They're going to see that okay, they're they're like Country Bumpkin maybe from the South, we don't really want them on the show. But they want to get on those New York shows, mm-hmm. but they're not looking like New York folks. Yeah. So if they only want to stay in a certain area in a certain, you know, part of the country or something like that, then that's fine. But if you're trying to reach higher and try to be, you know, featured in Black Enterprise or even featured in uh, Ebony, you're, you can't look like that. So you, you, it's just being culturally aware and just, you know, as, as wise as a, you know, they say as wise as a, a serpent and harmless as a dove. So, you know, just be wise about the way you are. Now, I go to a church where it's very fashion forward. Dr. Stacia Pierce is my pastor, co-pastor with her husband. So she's very fashion forward. And But we, but but we tend to draw. She's still approachable in what yeah. she's very Yeah, and we draw a lot of young people there, you know, people that go to college from Michigan State and, they're trying to live holy for God because they know that they can and they can still look good. They don't have to look broke down, toe down, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's just really part of our – if our culture is looking at American Idol and they're looking at all these fashion magazines and that's what people are, quote, unquote, aspiring to, then we can look, at, obviously, as good or better. 
Yes. Meaning like our brand has to look as good as better. Pastor Andre Butler, he has a great image. When you go to his, he appeals to like a younger audience. So it's kind of a gospel hip-hop kind of a feel to it. And, and, and that's the kind of pictures that he has that he draws. He has a couple pictures with Bible and things like that, but he also has on a jersey and, you yes. know, just looking normal. Yes. Looking normal. I would say we are we are to be peculiar, but we're not to be weird. Yes. Oh, that's great. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we talked about the photo. Uh, one more good nugget about uh, branding yourself and uh, getting it out there. One more from that great PR tip. Book. Well, really the main thing, too, is that I always tell people, and this is just a really, really major, major with me, is that the media that you would like to get, you need to listen to, read, or watch. Mm. So you can't tell me that you want to get in gospel today and you don't subscribe. You can't tell me you want to get in the top black newspaper, whatever it is, you know, Michigan Chronicle, and you don't read it. You right. can't tell me you want to get on Oprah's show and you never watch it. So a part of it is, like, you need to develop relationships with that media if, if, for instance, I love Black Enterprise, I've always loved Black Enterprise, every, you know, in essence. So I read it all the time. So if I want to pitch them, I know who to pitch it to. I know what kind of style their writers are. I know that because I read it, I consume it. Mm-hmm. Now, if someone says I want to be in essence because they know that's the number one African-American women's magazine and they just want to be in there, but they know nothing about it, more than likely they're not going to get in there. So they need to consume it. You have to, it has to mm-hmm. be a self university uh, compare yes. your own curriculum to see because I tell people now I'm a media junkie I, I do like you said I watch I see mm-hmm. what they do I see the diversity that they go through and people mm-hmm. think it's really hard but it's really simple it's about mm-hmm. building like you said building those building relationships. relationships you can mm-hmm. follow them on Twitter you can Google a reporter if you like one of their stories Google them and see if they have a Twitter start following them on Twitter that's so simple Ten years ago, I could not do that. I'm just thinking, like, I, to me, that's why I'm really more of a PR coach now than a publicist because I said, you know what, ten years ago you needed a publicist, but you got social media, please. You could be your own publicist. You don't, need, you don't need me. You don't need to be a publicist. You could create your own radio show, your own YouTube channel. You could do your own Twitter and, and contact the media directly. You could find them on Facebook, MySpace. I'm like, what? 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 Yes. Why, why do you? Why do you? And, and basically, the part of it is that they need to get their self together before they approach these people mm. in the social media. But for the most part, you can do this yourself. And I and I coach people on how to do it. It takes confidence to do it, and and maybe they don't have that. But for the most part, if there's any reporter you can find, oh my God, you can Google them. And if you approach them with the right press materials, mm-hmm. like Gwen was yes. saying, like the right press kit, if it's if it's tight and right. You could get on just about any show. I have people that I've coached have gone on Oprah to Tyra Banks who've been in Black Enterprise on their own. Yes. And like you on said, their own. if you're a blog talk host, you will be amazed. People say, Tanya, how are you getting this people? I do exactly what you say. I ask, first of all. Mm-hmm. My parents yeah. taught me. I'm very professional. And I have my stuff tight because they mm-hmm. do check you out and see what That's you're true. about. Uh, so let's close, Miss Perry, because our time is going to close yeah. with the internet marketing and the social. Me- let's no, let's talk about the social networking. Um, there's a lot out there. So, mm-hmm. uh, in your opinion, which are the best ones right now? Uh, because sometimes I believe that you can have video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Video. 
Video is hot right now. I would say if you got the right look and you have the right uh, you should have the right look, have the right message, and can get it at the right time. There's more than YouTube. There's probably about 75 different video channels from Meta Cafe to Vimeo. I mean, there's tons of them. But video is hot, and when I say video is hot, and I just you know throw up a camera. I mean, some of them can look raw, but for the most part, get a book trailer if you're an author. Get some video clips of you on television. Put that on YouTube. Do a video of you doing a seminar. Don't do the talking head sitting at the computer. Everybody looks crazy there. It's like big old nose. No, 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 not that. You know, don't don't do the webcam thing because you just look bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want to get a nice video and maybe have some editing done where you put the website on there. But video is hot. That is the best Web 2.02 that I think people could do for their own PR, okay. the brand. Mm-hmm. The video, have that right look. And, and and I keep hearing you say you, you have to study. Before you launch into something, study it, see what it's about, see what other the best of the best are doing, and do that, basically, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Michelle McKinney Hammond has a wonderful uh, video clip on her uh, website. I love it. I think it's Michelle MichelleHammond.com, and it is just she just has a great B-roll of all her different clips of her interviews and things like that. And wow. you know, but she really uses video well. And then she has her own video channel where you can see her more in a personal uh, kind of thing. I remember I did um, the Secret Life of Bees, and I did primarily their MySpace and the LinkedIn and, and uh, Facebook and all of that. But they actually went online and they were doing the tweets. And, and you know, it's even stars like Jada Pinkett, Jennifer Hudson, Queen Latifah, mm-hmm. they were involved in, uh, you know, social media. I did an interview with Morris Chestnut, and it's on YouTube. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. so video was hot. Video was hot. It's, it's, yeah, because we're all about seeing. Now, Miss Pam, our, our time is gone, but you have been phenomenal. Uh, Thank you, Tanya. You I love you. You are you are doing it, girl. I am. You are author, relationship expert, lifestyle enhancement coach. I'm like this. This you got it going on. So and and you have a very professional approach. Your press kit and everything is tight and very well done. And so that's why you have the success. People don't understand the time and the effort that it takes to really be professional. And you and you put in the time and the effort, and Thank it pays you, off. Ma'am. That mm-hmm. is so much. And I listen, I learn, I read everything you send me. There you I go. Visit, and I learn from the best. So if I if you say I'm uh, the best because I learn from you, you are the best over the globe. Let me just declare <laughs> over the globe when it comes to PR uh, and building a brand. Now let's talk about some of the services. You talk about synergy energy, which I love. I'm mm-hmm. all about the uh the alliteration and everything. <laughs> the rhyming synergy energy. Can you talk about that real quick? Yeah, that that's basically a book I put out at the beginning of the year. Did not really know what the the purpose of the book was, other than I knew I had to get this book out. And I had a partners that I did with the book, Anthony and Crystal Obi. But Synergy Energy is on Amazon. But it's a business book: how to uh, market your book, grow your business, and brand your ministry. And really, it's just how to do that. And then also talks about imaging in there, and it talks about how to do joint ventures and affiliate marketing how to brand yourself online, and it gives a to-do list. It was like it's really my brain melted down on paper. It's like I, 
if I were to leave this earth tomorrow, I want to make sure that I got this out. So everything I know over the last 25 years in the business, I want to make sure that everybody had this and it was written down and they can take it and run with it. A lot of, it's, I love lists, you know, like the 115 PR tips, so it's a lot of lists in there, like what to do daily, what to do weekly, what to do monthly, what to do, um, you know, every three months for your book, for your business, or for your ministry. It's, it's laid out there, so there's no excuses. It's a no-excuse book because mm. when you're finished with it, I put conferences in there. I put other websites in there. I mean, it's, it's packed with information. And wow. so really the whole point of it is it's like if you want to know how to market, brand, and grow your book, business, or ministry, that's the book to get. That's it. That's it. And plus, it's pretty. I'm a pretty. I'm a girly girl. I love all the pretty. I love girly girl stuff too. So yeah, yeah. I I um I meant to girly girl stuff. Pink is my color, but that one was yellow. I had a co-partner, but yeah, pink is my color. So that's one of the things is girly girl. And then the new thing I'm doing is the body magic, which basically takes people down two to three sizes in 10 minutes. So they can find mm-hmm. out information on my blog about that as well. And face, I start, Now, I stepped out there, I started a Facebook fan page. So that was really like, oh, my God, here's a publicist that has a fan page. But everybody right. said, you need to start a fan page. Yeah. And I did it. And I've got fans. I was like, praise the Lord. <laughs> that's, I, I, that's not shocking to me, Miss Pam. Oh, it was to me because it's just like, you know, I've always been behind the scenes as a publicist. But I want people to know about, how to brand better, and so mm-hmm. part of it is stepping out. We can we can really be celebrated when we have um, or get that celebrity status and be celebrated when we're giving. And so really, the whole thing is about giving, and I, that's really the whole point of Synergy Energy that it's about giving. And it's yeah. I guess it's amped up because George Frazier, my mentor, he did the forward, and that's really it's like taking it what George poured into me another level about just giving and networking. And don't always be a gimme, gimme, my name is Jimmy kind of person, but to be a person to look and say, how can I add value? Right, right. Well, listen, get that book. It's on Amazon.com. I know I'm going to get it uh, because I'm all about learning and, and educating myself. So before we and I also I also have a synergy energy show too a blog talk show I'm sorry and it is it's blogtalkradio.com forward slash ministry marketing solution and okay. it's called the synergy energy show and every week I interview different entrepreneurs and internet marketers and I even interview like um, Alfred Edmund who's from BlackEnterprise.com mm-hmm. about how to really um, work your business better, brand your business better. So it's really the book come alive on Blog Talk Radio. So it's called Synergy Energy. So I have all my colleagues on all the time. We just have fun. It's always good to learn. It's always good to learn what's hot, keep Mm -hmm. you cutting edge. And that's what you say, cutting edge. Miss Pam, I get tired of just looking and seeing what you do. I was like, oh, she's so busy. (laughs) She's every woman. (laughs) Well, you know what? They say exposure breeds desire. So I like to expose myself to different things a lot, and so that breeds the desire and and the dreams come from there. But really it it goes back to being planting a good church and having a really strong prayer life, and then God will just give you the breath or the energy to really do a lot of the different things. I had no idea some of the things I'm doing. I had no idea I would be doing. I had no idea. It's like, really, God? Okay. And you know when it's God because it kind of flows. So it's like, okay. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're doing, flowing. Before you leave, it has been an honor, a pleasure. I've learned a lot. I'm going to listen to this archive myself and take (laughs) a You're so crazy. I'm serious. 
<laughs> what would you like to leave with authors? Let's not let's not just say authors because you you encompass everything. Yeah. Well, uh, really, people that want to brand better, and so people yeah. should be their own brand. So, as a brand, what 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 is the main thing that a person needs to know? They need to have what they call a junkyard dog mentality. Yeah. Uh, like I won't quit. I'm yeah. going to keep at it and keep at it. And I really the main thing I find that people need to do is they have to be willing to take a risk. Mm-hmm. but only after they do the due diligence, only after they've researched. People do not do enough research. Yes. It's so easy to do research now with Google. So make sure that before you step out there to do anything, that you hit the Google. Yes, hit it. Mm-hmm. Hit it hard. Everything <laughs> everything you ever want to know is on at your disposal. You yes. don't have yes. to wait. Look it up, like you said. And I, one thing that you, I heard you say is, you know, Ask, do your research, and ask people. Contact them and have your stuff together. Yeah. And if you don't know yes. how to get it together, again, hire somebody. Ask. Get a coach. Hire get a coach. A coach. Uh, mm-hmm. Get Pam Perry's 115 PR tip and that Synergy Energy. Uh, yeah. Or, or, yeah. Or if they just need a coach, I can help them too. I, I do private coaching as well. If they're just yeah. like, like I had an author email me today and says, I'm just overwhelmed of everything. I says, I can coach you. Yes. But it's going, you're going to have to be committed to the coaching program. Yes. I can't just mm. work magic for you, so I really can help people. But, but the main thing, they have to have an abundance of courage and faith and flexibility. They have to have that. They have to, it's, it's, that's where all the energy will come from. It comes from that faith and that courage. They've got to put aside all the fears. If God called you to do it, just like David, you know, had to fight Goliath, get out there and do it. You know, take mm. your slingshot. Give it your best shot and know that God is going to make it happen for you. But I find that Christians can be, you know, chicken. And so, we, yes. you know, don't be a chicken. You've got to get out there. We have, we win. I always tell people, yes. so we win in the end. So yes. why are you acting scared? Mm-mm-mm. Stop acting chicken. You're so, you're so truthful. So real. That's why I do real talk. That's it. That's why I'm on the real talk. That's why I love you because it's like it's real talk. Because it's like I cannot beat around the bush. Yes. I'm almost 50 years old, so it's like you know what? When you get a certain age, it's like let me just give you the shortcut answer, okay? Save a lot of time. Save a lot of time. But you have been a blessing, a wealth of knowledge. We're gonna pass this on. We're gonna follow up with you later because I know you definitely will be back on the show in 2010. Oh, so that is our slogan. Destined to win in 2010, so you're going to be back. Hey, I like that. I will help brand that for you. I love that. Yes, because like you said, we we win in the end, so mm-hmm. I was chicken. So we will right. be back. We will follow up with you. Have a phenomenal rest of 2009, and uh, I will be listening and looking and learning from you, all the emails, all the information that you send. You're so great. And uh, we Thank we are you. a better world, a better globe, because you know your stuff and you're not ashamed to share it with everyone. Oh, God bless you. I love the gift. You are definitely an encourager and motivator. So if anybody needs any encouragement, they definitely got to get around you and let that rub off on you because you feel like you can run 100 miles after talking to Tanya White. <laughs> Everybody says that because you know Yes, that's a gift. That's a God-given uh, gift. You're you're an encourager. Yep, that is. And the world needs more of those. Thank you yeah. so much. Well, thank you so much. You have a phenomenal night. All righty. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. If you just joined Real Talk with Tanya White, we just ended a phenomenal session with Miss Pam Perry, a PR guru of the globe. We're going to take a brief break, 
and get ready for uh, Natasha Munson and Lily Ratliff. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, call 347-215-6446. Press the number one uh, so that we can know that you have a question. And we'll be back in just one second. Unfortunately, tragedy has no favorites. It comes suddenly, and sadly, it can knock the life right out of you. But instead of giving up, come alive again. Turn your hurt into hope. In her sensational and heartwarming new book, The Journey Less Traveled, author Loretta Faith Harris shares her touching story of how she discovered the strength to overcome sad sorrow and find hope for a better tomorrow. Celebrate life again. Choose to turn your tragedy into triumph. Visit www.chpublishing.org to purchase your copy of the journey let's travel today who's Spike Spielberg who <laughs> Spike Spielberg I don't know who that is Spike who Spike Spielberg I have no idea who that is can you tell me Spike Spielberg is bringing Hollywood to the Queen City Spike Spielberg presents as Friday nights at midnight and Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Cable Channel 9. It's films, life, and positive thoughts. Are you a business owner? Do you want to get more exposure for your business? Let Spike Spielberg put the Hollywood in marketing your products and services. Reach 1.6 million households weekly and unlimited consumers via the World Wide Web. Log on to www.spikespielberg.com. That's S-P-I-K-E-S-P-I-L-L-B-E-R-G.com. Or call 704-281-2309 for more information. Lights, camera, action. Spike Spielberg. And we are back. We're talking about getting the right promotions for your book. You, If you just joined Real Talk with Tanya White, we've had Gwen Richardson on, co-founder of CushCity.com. And then we just finished with Pam Perry, PR coach and guru of this globe. Uh, million-dollar information, you guys. Uh, it's just not for authors, the tips that they gave us. But if you have a business, a ministry, rewind this, listen to the archives so that you can get what you need to get. Um, we are getting set to uh, for our last segment of the show with Miss Lily Ratcliffe and um, Ratlip. I'm sorry, and Miss Natasha Munson. But I want to take a call from the 205. They have been patient, and I want to see if they have a question or comment. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White, 205. Hello, I'm just listening. Hi, Tanya. Hello. I just wanted to make sure that you were just listening and then have a question. I love it. Oh, wow. This is my first time tuning in. I am so enjoying the show. What? Well, thank you. What's your name, caller? This is Jim Avery. Um, Actually, I got your tweet a little bit earlier. I was, oh, okay. Yeah, I was going through my tweet stream cleaning up because I have so much junk yeah. coming down it. And I was like, I am missing good tweets for this <laughs> junk. So I saw yours. I was like, I have never seen this tweet before, and I know she sent it before. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> so anyway, I made I'm sure good. I called in, and I, I really, really love the guests. And I just joined Pam Perry's fan page on Facebook. Wow. So sitting here listening and just Phenomenal. information. Phenomenal information tonight. Yes, so, definitely well, so, but please. I'm not an author. I'm a singer. but um, well, same, You can use those same <laughs> tips for your singing. Yeah, career. yeah, it all works. It, it works the same regardless of what your art is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm just real. I'm really glad to be here. So great show. I'm, I actually have to jump onto another one in a, in a few minutes. But okay. I am so so happy that I that I tuned in when I did. 
Well, we are so, so happy that you did tune in every Thursday. And look, listen, since you're a singer, we love booking artists and real singers on this show because I'm a music lover. Listen, you send us an uh, email at Real Talk at Tanya White or just go to our blog talk page because uh, Tanya White loves good music. And I would love to have you on the show. Power Duo on, on Twitter. Uh-huh. It's M-U-Z-I-X Power Duo. I'll also send you a tweet to remind you that I'm going to send you an email. Yes, that will okay. work great. Thank you so much. You have a phenomenal night. Thanks Ooh, for you listening. too, honey. Great to listen to you. Okay, thanks. All righty. All right, we're waiting uh, patiently. Miss Natasha must have got held up, and that's okay. Um, we know things happen, and we know that there are storms all over this nation. We had a brief storm this morning, uh, so we're going to patiently wait uh, for Natasha to show up and Lily uh, Ratliff. And so until then, we're going to take a brief break and then come back, and I know they will be on the line. We're going to take a music break. We want you to believe in yourself, believe in all the tips that that, uh, these uh, women have given you because if they've given it to you, trust me, you can do it. Do not be afraid. Be confident and believe in yourself. So we're going to listen to Fantasia, and then we'll be back with Miss Lily Ratcliffe.
and we are back, y'all. I hope y'all didn't hear me singing. I love that song, and I love Fantasia because that song is so true. You have to believe in yourself if you're going to achieve anything in this world. So if you heard me singing, just say, Lord, help her. Help the sister out. But if you just tune in to Real Talk with Tanya White, we are having a phenomenal show, getting phenomenal promotional tips. We had uh, promotional tips from Gwen Richardson, a co-founder of CushCity.com. And then we had Pam Perry on deck. Uh, Natasha must have got busy, or um, we will have her back. But we have on uh, deck Miss Lily Ratliff. She is the author of A Life of a Lily. And if you are an author or if you receive any uh, emails pertaining to upcoming black authors or what's going on in uh, the book industry, then you've seen this name, The Life of a Lily. And I love her already because, you know what, she's a fellow educator, and I love fellow educators who get their side hustle on outside of the classroom. And so we like to welcome to the show for the first but not the last time, Miss Lily. Hello, Miss Lily. How are you? Hi, I'm doing just fine. How are you? I am fantastic. You sound so calm, so <laughs> relaxed. You must have had a wonderful day at school. Actually, I did. I did. That is so awesome. Did I tell you I loved you because you're a teacher? I'm a teacher, too, and I love teachers who have lives outside the classroom. Did I tell you that? That's right. You are doing your thing, girl. First of all, welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. Uh, it's it's an awesome time, awesome time to be here. I, I thank you so much for inviting me. No problemo. Before we get started, Miss Lily, I want you to tell us who you are in your own words. Well, I am Lily L. Ratliff, the author of The Life of a Lily, Growing in His Strength, Blooming in His Love. Mm. Um, I am, uh, actually that was my very, very first uh, book. I am an educator by day. Um, have been teaching now for 13 years. Wow. Um, uh, elementary, middle, and now high school. Wow, we're and, on the uh, same path. <laughs> yes. My 11th year. I started out in middle, now I'm in elementary. <laughs> okay, okay. And um, I am originally from Orlando, Florida. Uh, also lived in Tampa for 15 years and then uh, made my way to Atlanta, Georgia, and have now been here for two years. Mm. And I also have a small daughter, six-year-old by the name of Asia. Mm-hmm. Who is a doll, bit. and you can see <laughs> her on your website. She right. is a doll. <laughs> yes. Well, so. we thank you, Miss Lily, for all that you do to educate our future and to write such phenomenal books like The Life of a Lily. Um, tell us the inspiration for that book, and then we're going to get into some other questions. Okay, well, um, first of all, and, and quite a bit of people, yes, uh, have the opportunity of getting to know this book, getting to know me as an author, but also as just a person. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've gone through um, quite a bit of different things, and in 2001, um, it was inspired by God for me to write this book. Uh, I had been going through a very tumultuous uh, divorce at the time, as well as the death of my grandmother, who actually adopted me mm-hmm. when I was two months old. And the book is really based on my life story from that point mm-hmm. till now um, and the trials and triumphs of being an adopted child mm-hmm. and growing up in a family um, where you 
you know who your biological mother and father is, actually even see them in the same city, mm-hmm. um, but they never really acknowledge you as your own. Wow. And, and that's kind of where I was for many years, an outsider in my own family. Mm-hmm. And so I had to deal with a lot of different um, elements of rejection and mm. abandonment, mm-hmm. um, wondering why I was raised with my grandparents. It was nothing wrong with my grandparents. I loved them dearly. Right. And they raised me with a lot of um, common sense, future mother wit, strong, tough love. Mm-hmm. However, um, you know, I had a younger brother also by my biological mother that she raised. Mm-hmm. So I always wondered, you know, why was he raised with her, but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And the questions were always there, and it could never be answered. Mm-hmm. And so it became a bitter, very, very bitter battle between my mother and I for many, many years mm-hmm. um, because technically, yes, she was my mother, but because of adoption, she was also my sister. So mm-hmm. a lot of the different, it was just a lot of confusion, a lot of confusion that I had to deal with. Um, and the the jealousy and the envy came mm. when I would, you know, get things from my grandparents that she never got growing up. Oh, she my would always, goodness. you know, yeah, ask, well, how come she's getting a new car? You know, I didn't get one. She don't deserve it. How come she gets this? You know, and it was just very, it was, it was just really, really hard. And I always just wanted my mother to be proud of me, mm-hmm. you know, to see me do things in school and, and do well in them and for her to just say um, that she was proud. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get that, never got wow. that. But she would raise up and make my, my younger brother a, a man at a very early age and, and, and lavish him with everything. And But me, you know, the only way I got it was from my grandparents. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and it was okay because since it was just me, I was a bit spoiled. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always, again, just wanted it to be from my, my mother. My father was not in the picture that much. Um, He would come in and out of my life maybe two or three times, um, Christmases to bring, you know, lavish gifts and to Mm -hmm. try to, you know, make up for all the time that was lost. Wow. And, you know, when we did go out together, he would go around his other family members and finally, you know, say, you know, I'm his daughter and this, that, and the other. He was of Jamaican descent Mm -hmm. and um, just, you know, came over, sowing his royal oats and met my mom and had brief courtship and before we they knew it they were married but it didn't last long because mm-hmm. he had a very violent temper and would also be very domestic um a domestic dispute with my mother even while she was pregnant with me mm. and so you know it was a lot of just a lot of issues uh that was going on deep inside me um for many years mm. i'm sitting here lily <laughs> and <laughs> You know, I I haven't read your book, but I've read the synopsis on it. But hearing mm-hmm. you say, "Tell us about it," it's sending chills up my uh, um uh body, and I'm thinking, "Wow, uh, this is a deep needed story," and uh, for so many people, because we had a a, a guest, Nene Leaks was on last week, and she was raised raised by a, another family member, and she said the same thing: "Why didn't my mother want to raise me?" And so. When you go through that, like you said, you suffer issues of rejection and abandonment. Now, do you think that um, because you battled those uh, through your life that you had to battle in other relationships? Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. It, it, it definitely filtered into uh, more personal, intimate relationships that I had with, of course, the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, 
again, carrying all of that even into my college years, mm-hmm. um, I always wanted to try to find somebody just to love. Wow. And that would love me. And instead, I got taken advantage of many, many times over. And until the point where um, one night I was actually raped in my mm-hmm. college dormitory wow. by a man that, you know, supposedly said all the right things mm. and looked like he wanted a relationship, but mm-hmm. really it was just another way of sticking and moving, moving on to the next person. Mm-hmm. What can he get out of one that he can't get out of another? And um, because I was so young and naive, I succumbed to it. Mm-hmm. And so um, imagining that happening and then walking out of your dormitory and everybody looking around, you know, knowing exactly what had happened and 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 talk about you and, and, and belittle you and um, pretty much to spread your whole who you who you who they think you are yes. around Ooh. other people and it, it just it, it it was a very very bad situation that left me isolated for many months in the dormitory mm-hmm. without going to class or anything else because mm-hmm. um, it, it it made me just totally look at myself a whole nother way and I started to actually believe wow. a lot of what they would say and so. Um, it was it was a very very trying time, um, and that was also displayed. Um, uh, the details of that is actually in the book, and yeah. so um, I tell us the the title again and where we can get it. Lily, you have a spirit of peace and serenity. I don't know if you know that, but uh, I don't care if whatever somebody's going through when they listen to your voice. I just want you to know you have a a, a spirit of peace and serenity. Uh, so know that everything you went through was not in vain, uh, because I'm very, you know, I've never gone what you gone through, but I've had my issues, and I'm very, you know, I'm thinking of some things and going in my mind. It's like, okay, okay, I can't overcome them. So I just want you to know that. Well, thank you, thank you. The the title again is the life of a lily, growing in his strength, blooming in his love. Um, you can actually find it. It's been out um, since. Uh, April of 08, mm-hmm. so it's been, you know, out fairly um, a little while, um, but it, it can be found on my website, mm-hmm. uh, which is www.thelifeofalily.com. You can also find it on Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I'm trying to get to the promotional tips, but I want to, <laughs> I really want to talk more <laughs> about, because I'm telling you, I know this is divine, how did you, I know, it, it, and it's in a book, I don't want you to reveal too much, but... What was your crossroads of coming to the point to say, now I need to write this down in a book to be transparent uh, so that other people can triumph? What was your crossroads of coming to that decision to write your experiences down in the book? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I was definitely one, like so many other people, that never really wanted to put their skeletons you know, out for people to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, in one. Um, I was awakened about 2 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and um, I knew it was nothing but the Spirit of God because he told me to get out a pen and pad and just start writing. And as I did so, within a 5- to 10-minute period, I'd already had the first chapter written. Wow. And um, not only that, he told me several other things that he wanted me to make sure I did. Mm-hmm. And um, not only was it to write this book, but also to speak and teach his word. Mm-hmm. And so from that point on, 
over a, a period of four years, um, I wrote. Now, I will tell you, this book is not a long book. Mm-hmm. It's about 128 to 130 pages. It's a quick read. I've heard many people say they read it within one night. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was powerful enough to where I had to take my time with it mm-hmm. because there were other experiences that were still going on with me at the time of my writing it. Um, not only that, um, I thought by 2005 I was actually done with the book mm-hmm. until a tragic end of my brother's life took place. Wow. Um, in November of '05, he was shot and killed. Mm-hmm. So I had to do another chapter just on his life how he mm-hmm. died, his legacy, and, and what people always thought they knew exactly who he was, but they didn't see it from their sister's perspective. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to make sure that who he really was was portrayed correctly. Mm-hmm. And so it really wasn't really done and published until December of '07. And I, I think about it because I'm like, I know how God is when it comes to numbers. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. took just that long from 01 to 07 mm-hmm. of the year of completion for things to manifest itself. Yeah. And so when it, it actually was released to the mass in April 8th, 2008, I knew it was just, <laughs> you know, God is just good. Wow. And, and it just, it, it needed to happen when it did. It was all yes. about timing and his time. Yes. And you're so true. Uh, 05 was not that great for my, me. That's the year my mother died. And so I know that the, when you talk about the, going through tragedy, uh, and then, ironically, my first book was finished and published in 07. And so, yes, I, I totally believe that. And, and as an author, you know, you know that it's, it's discernment. You call it gut feeling. But you know when, okay, it's finished. And right. now I can release it. Just like you said, you, you, you had to add that other chapter in your book. So, um, wow, Lily, you are, you you really, you have stunned me right now. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm asking you to be on here to talk about your promotions, but you're offering healing right now. Uh, oh, and if you, you just joined uh, Real Talk with Tanya White, we have Lily Ratliff on, author of The Life of a Lily. And we're going to get to those promotional strategies, but I really want to dig d- some more uh, into uh, not the writing of the book, but the process that you had to go through. So okay. you said, um, you know, because I tell everybody, uh, uh, true writers, they ju- just don't write words. They impart healing mm-hmm. and uh, and wisdom into their projects. And so people ask me all the time, uh, tell me when you're going to finish this. And I, t- I tell them all the time, I don't know, uh, because it's just like when it's finished, I know it's finished because God said, okay, it's done. This is done. So oh, yeah. when when you're writing this book, because you've written other books, children's books, yes. but this, The Life of a Lily, like I, I said, I've seen it everywhere. Uh, it's, it's on uh, Black Christian Book Company's uh, front page, always on there. Um, so when you when it was done, you got the book. What what were your feelings? Okay, now people are going to read it because it's done. Because a lot of people mm-hmm. write books and think that nobody's going to read it, but people are actually going to read it. Did you? Were you apprehensive or afraid what, what was going to happen next? Or what were you Actually, feeling? no. Okay. No, not, not in the least little bit because, like I said, I knew it was from him. Okay. And I knew that it, was, it wasn't about me, period. Okay. Um, it was about others. But I think the only apprehension I might have felt was actually relaying my book 
to my mother mm. um, and letting her know that I had published this book, knowing that the majority of it was about our relationship. Mm-hmm. How was she going to handle that? Um, and when I finally did let her know, I was very much surprised because I, I, I thought that maybe she would have taken it the wrong way, but instead she was so much more happy that I actually published a book, she mm-hmm. didn't care what the book was about. Wow. <laughs> you know, and, and then when she finally read it, I think a lot of everything that I could possibly have felt finally hit her heart mm-hmm. and, and, oh. and realized, oh, my gosh, this is what my child has been trying to tell me for so long, wow. and I just didn't say anything. I just didn't listen to her. You know, those kinds of things. And that mended our relationship. We were already mended immediately after my brother's passing mm-hmm. because, it was again, it was just the two of us. So when he died, she had nobody else left but to come to me. Wow. And so all the questions that I possibly had, I got answered. Mm. And we we understood each other much more. We were almost like sisters. I mean, we're two mm-hmm. peas in a pod now. But wow. then definitely after the book was was published and she was able to read it, um, there were times when she had to put it down yeah. because it got so deep for her and her emotions began, be, began to be so overwhelming that mm-hmm. she just, you know, had to put it down for a minute, cry a little bit, whatever, um, and then pick it back up and finish. But she finally did finish the book. And one thing I do want to mention that I, I give a shout-out to her about, when the book first came um, out and I had my first um major what they call sip and sign but for me Mm -hmm. it was like a a release party Mm -hmm. um i was so excited and i had asked her if she would um, attend now mind you she's in florida and i'm here Mm -hmm. um that night it was arranged i got there and and when i got there she was already there waiting for me she had traveled to come and see her daughter have her first signing and that that meant the world to me more than anything else because it was about us, mm-hmm. and that was a turning point, I think, that I think anybody that doesn't have that relationship with their mother and, yes. and would want, mm-hmm. finally, somebody to say, I'm proud of you. Yes, so. and it's so, it's so important for mothers because they, as women, we're the giver of life, life literally, emotionally, and spiritually. So when the giver of your life rejects you, it's kind of hard to deal with. Because uh, you start questioning yourself, and I have extended the show. So if you're wondering if the show's gonna cut off, no, it's not. <laughs> I had to extend the show because you are so intriguing, and we do have a question, Lily, and I, I guarantee you it's for you uh, okay. from the 301 Maryland. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White, 301. Hi, this is Delicious. Hello, Delicious. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, I'd like to ask Tanya, I, I came in a little late on the show, and I don't know if I heard it correctly, but did you, did you mention, um, Tanya, that you were raped and what, while you were in college? Yeah, that was a Lily. Oh, I'm sorry, Lily. I'm sorry. Lily, Lily, that Lily. <laughs> Lily. <laughs> uh, that Lily? Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, were you, did you, I came in a little late, like I had mentioned, and did you say that you were raped when you were in college? Yes, ma'am. Okay. How old were you? I was actually um, uh, 18, 18. Immediately, um, about two weeks after I had graduated from high school, mm-hmm. I immediately went into a summer program, and it was during that summer program um, in which I was raped. 
Was this uh, a date rape or was it by a stranger? It was someone that had I had recently met and um, had conversed quite a bit, and he actually in a college in the in the actual dormitory how people come and they have curfews but they come and they actually um, visit you and whatnot and uh, I don't know if you want me to go into detail as far as what had actually happened mm-hmm. but it was not it wasn't a date date rape as if we were actually together mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, a a meeting after so long of you know of talking. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted somewhat of a relationship, thought that he wanted it too, um, but ended up being much much different than what I thought it would be. Okay, and you also I think I heard how you mentioned how you handled that afterwards. You sort of like withdrew and kept to yourself. Did Definitely. you did you tell anybody what had happened or? Um, after some time, of, again, of being alone, um, didn't really know what to do, how to feel, was my feelings um, legit. Um, after about a, a good two months, I finally did go and let the coordinator know of our program um, exactly what had happened. Um, they did some investigating, uh, brought him in um, several different times, and he ended up being actually kicked off campus for a two-year period. He could not; mm-hmm. He was a senior, so he couldn't even graduate for a uh, full two years unless he went to another university. So that was all that was done to this young man? He was just kicked off campus? From what I understand, yes. Okay, well, when I was 15, I was raped by a stranger. Mm-hmm. And um, they they apprehended him. We went to court, and he was 17. I was 15. And they gave him the Youth Act. And what the Youth Act is, is generally they would lock someone up until they turned 21, so he was locked up until he was 21. And I basically felt the same way that you did, uh, even though it was reported, because what had happened after he raped me, he, well, he had, you know, beat me up pretty bad. Then he had, um, uh, after he finished raping me, asked, was I going to tell anybody? And, of course, I said no, because I didn't, you know, I was thinking in my mind, if I tell him I'm going to tell somebody, I may not live to tell anybody, so I told him no. And when he walked me back to where I was at, and I knocked on, um, I was with three other girls that particular night. I was with, I knocked on one of the girls' doors, and when her mother opened the door, I told her that he had raped me. He ran, but, you know, they apprehended him. We went, we went to court, and like I said, he got the youth act. Now, I had uh, felt pretty bad about it. I never talked to anybody about it never discussed it, and the people who knew, you know, were basically the people who knew as far as, like, my family members, the girls I was with that night, the guy who had raped me, the police, and the, uh, the uh, judicial system, you know, those were the people. And if anybody else knew, they didn't know it from me because okay. I felt uh, I felt embarrassed, I felt ashamed, I felt like I had been ridiculed and, you know, different things that I didn't really want to face as far as, like, you know, me being raped at that particular age. But if, you know, and God forbid, if something like that were to happen to me in this, you know, day and age, I would definitely scream it out, let everybody know, you know, and get the perpetrator off the street as quickly and as soon as possible because, you know, it's just that's one of the worst things that could happen to a a woman, a child, a man, or anybody who is forcibly sexually raped it's the worst feeling that can ever happen to somebody. 
And the good thing about you as well as myself and other women who had overcome those adversities as far as and, and became victorious out of it is because you didn't let him rape your spirit. That's right. He raped you, your body, but he did not rape your spirit because if he had to rape your spirit, you wouldn't be the person that you are today. I wouldn't be the person that I am today. And a lot of other women who were raped and, you know, didn't, they weren't scarred to their spirit, they wouldn't be in the positions that they're in. There are women who have been raped their spirits and they basically never came back. You have women who are drug addicts or, you know, they molest, they abuse people and all these kind of things. They had those internal scars that they could not get rid of, you know. So I think that you're blessed, I'm blessed, and any other woman who has prevailed from that horrible uh, incident is truly blessed. And I appreciate you for, you know, coming on and sharing your story. Thank you so much. Thank Mm -hmm. you. And thank you for sharing yours. You're welcome. Thank you, also. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just saying thank you for calling. Oh, okay. Well, I just was going to say I I uh, wrote a book. My first book was Past Is Not Forgotten. It's a book. It's a fiction. And um, I'm, you know, I'm a few of the characters in the book because one of the girls in the book had gotten raped when she was 10. Mm-hmm. And I also was molested by a doctor. I think I was 16 or something like that. But another character, she was molested by a doctor. And, you know, that was like a a relief for me to write that book and, you know, to get those things out as well. Right. So, you know, they need to be, you need to let it go. And, you know, you know if it's possible, you know, because I wish I had not suppressed it. I had suppressed it for years and years and years. I think I was like in my 40s before I really opened up about it, you know, to people. But... You know, like I said, if something, God forbid, should happen to me in this day and age, I will definitely scream it on the highest mountain, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, well, thank you, Delicious. We're going to talk a little bit more to Lily and uh, everything, but continue to listen, okay? I most definitely will. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you just joined Real Talk with Tanya White, we are in overtime because we're talking to Lily Ratliff author of The Life of a Lily, and we're trying to get to her promotional strategies. Uh, <laughs> but your story is so intriguing, uh, and I know that uh, this needs to be heard. Um, so now you, you uh, let's go to the promotional um, uh, advice. You can get Life of a Lily, and I know I'm going to get it. Uh, <laughs> where can you get it again, Lily? Um, either at my website, which is www.thelifeofalily.com, mm-hmm. uh, which is my website, um, and also uh, Amazon.com as well. Amazon.com. And uh, before we get into these questions, you also you've written some children's books, also. Can you uh, yeah. give those out? Yeah, sure. Um, actually, real quick, that one is um, it's a series of six books, and mm-hmm. it's the first book in the series called uh, "The Last Shall Be First. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual title of the first is An Act of Forgiveness. And wow. it's about a little boy named Caleb who happens to be a foster child who grows up um, being bullied by a lot of the uh, schoolmates, his schoolmates. And they're in a Christian uh, private school, and he has to decide um, whether to forgive mm-hmm. the main bully um, after that particular person ends up being accused of uh, 
vandalizing the school's computer lab. Mm-hmm. Um, however, he he does not, of course, and someone else in the gang uh, really did it, but they put it off on him, and, and he has to somehow get out of that situation before being expelled from school. Mm-hmm. However, Caleb is the one who actually sees it goes down. So, you know, there has to be an issue as to whether or not Caleb is going to forgive and if he's going to be obviously befriend um, this bully. Um, and as you know, recently, back in April and May, we had uh, some different cases in the national news mm-hmm. about kids that have taken their own lives from being yeah. bullied. And so this book has helped quite a bit of people in the Atlanta area. I've gone to different schools. Um, and if there is a school out there, if anybody that knows um, that's a teacher or um, anything like that that would love to have myself and a group of my students come out and do an actual bullying program, um, I would love that because mm-hmm. we need to get the word out uh, to third, fourth, and fifth grade students that bullying is wrong. And it it it, it takes away um, a person's self-esteem. It takes away their self-worth. Um, and we need to all understand that we're all diverse individuals. We're all unique in our own right. And, and bullying must not be tolerated in the no. school system. No. Sounds awesome. I am so, when I say that... <laughs> I am so glad that you are a teacher and you are utilizing and implementing every gift and talent outside of the classroom that God has endowed you with. Uh, because um, I tell colleagues all the time, you we can do so much more outside the classroom. But thank you for using yeah. those gifts because they are truly a blessing, as I can already tell from just your spirit. Oh, my goodness. I know we have to act. <laughs> You are so awesome, and 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 I'm telling you this because we, Pam talked about the pictures with, with promotion. Your picture is so inviting and approachable, and I, now I know why. Now that connect the voice with your picture that uh, that you uh, post on your promotional uh, literature. So let's talk about that. Let's talk okay. about after you write the book. You wrote the book. Now mm-hmm. it's time to get that message out there. What strategies did you use to actually get it out there? Wow. Um, well, to be honest with you, I've created my own brand, mm-hmm. and my own brand is me. Yes. Um, a lot of the things that every everything I send out has my picture. Yes. If you don't know my name, you definitely know my face. Now, and what and what what was the thinking behind showing it? Because I'm one like that too. I everything you get from me, even from emails to everything. You ha- I have my picture on. What was your right. thinking behind that? Well, at the beginning of this whole process, I had a, a business partner um, mm-hmm. that also was into graphic design, and he just had a knack about putting things together, and we talked about it at length, and we thought that, you know, having that, um, because of this book being my memoir and everything from my, my bookmarks to my business cards to my um, pamphlets to my brochures, everything, had to have um, not only my picture but um, who I am as a person because you're going to know more about me because of of what this book stands for. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to do it that way. And not only that, but my my website, my MySpace page, Mm -hmm. um, uh, my blog, everything is set up exactly the same. So when you go from one place to the next, you see the same color scheme, you see uh, the same layout, you see the same pictures. Everything should be 
inviting. Everything should know. Everyone should know that it it deals with my own reflections of who mm-hmm. I am. Oh, um, let's let them marinate, Lily, because that yeah. is so important. Uh, when people ask me all the time, Tanya, I love this, I love that. When you go to my website, like you said, when you go to anything, it reflects, it projects who Tanya is. Mm-hmm. You, whatever feelings I want to impart is what I convey on that. And I tell authors, artists, small business owners all the time, you that picture, that image, that brand that you just said, people buy you and they connect with you before right. they connect with your product. So that's that's right. Yeah. Awesome, awesome information. Sorry (laughs) to interrupt, but I just get excited when people give great information like you're doing right now. So you said the website, everything flows and it projects who you are. Right. And go ahead. What's next? Well, one other thing I did um, Mm -hmm. that is kind of unique, and not not everybody has I've seen done this. Um, When the book also came out in December, I I wanted something to correlate with my book. My book also has different scriptures in it that caters after my experiences. Mm-hmm. And so um, people can go to that word and or it hits them in their spirit when a certain um, uh, event happened in my life. And they can pinpoint it and say, you know what, here is the scripture that goes along with that. Well, what I wanted to do was was to also have a jewelry line called Everything That's Lily. Wow. And it's www.everythingthatslily.com. And when you go on there, you will see bracelets, you'll see uh, necklace and earring sets, you'll see keychains, bookmarks, you name it, that all have scriptures also on those pieces, some of them from the book. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it lets women be able to have a sense of style and grace about them, but also be reminded of the goodness of Jesus Christ when they look at it and they see other people look at it, and they can. it's a conversation starter. And so... It gives them the opportunity to be able to profess their love for God. And so yes. that that's what the whole thing, and that really is the umbrella for me. Everything that's Lily is the umbrella. And everything See? underneath that is the books, um, my ministry, my speaking yes. engagement, and everything is under that. Every The life of a Lily, everything. And I tell everybody, and Pam said this so uh, perfectly, you've got to know what you stand for. Uh, right. And it sounds like you did a lot of planning, a lot of thought went into before mm-hmm. your book actually came out uh, so you can know because you're, you're so much more than the book, like you said. You are right. the jury line and everything you're trying. I call it the, uh, when I look at the best of the best, the Oprahs, the Donald Trumps, the Beyonce's, uh, the, the PD, that's what they do. They diversify their activities, and that's what you, you, I'm hearing you say, you the brand is the same, but the activities you get in different, you do different activities so people can know who you are in different audiences. Right. Here you go. Okay. That's correct. Okay. And every time I go somewhere to do book signings or anything, I carry that line with me. Yes. And so they get a little bit of, you know, best of both worlds. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you if you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking with the awesome I don't even know. I'm going to find some <laughs> words to describe you when you come back a second time. But, Lou, okay. you're truly a blessing, a, a quiet strength I hear in you. Uh, and we have some great uh, uh, things going on in the chat. Author D.L. Spark says she loves your site. Um, Aww, and so honey. everybody is just intrigued 
with a U. Um, and so, okay, so everything is under an umbrella. Everything is consistent. Consistency mm-hmm. is key. So right. now that you got everything, you got the plan, you got the book. How? What's next? Because people get the plan, they get they get the plan, they get the idea, and then they think that's it. What 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 was your next steps after you got everything together and tight and right? Well, um, not only that, on my actual uh, website, there is a spot on there um, that has uh, uh, speaking topics. Mm-hmm. and um, different ways in which people can contact me for speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gone to several colleges and universities um, where I'm able to set up things where in exchange for my speaking, I'm allowed to be able to sell my product. Right. And um, so we've done a lot of that as well as um, I also have T-shirts that are that has the everything that's lily logo because once you get mm-hmm. on the everything that's lily site you'll see the logo that's there which is me mm-hmm. a silhouette of me and i'm mm-hmm. holding up water lilies mm-hmm. and um and i'm also inside of a water lily and so it's mm-hmm. ev- again everything that's lily and so i have t-shirts so everywhere i go again the brand is constantly going that's with it. me that's so, it. yeah the brand the brand uh, diversification, you've got to diversify uh, your activities because people think it's, uh, even if you're an artist, you're just not selling music. Uh, right. I always, you, you go back to that person. And whatever person you are, people are going to buy. And so there's nothing wrong with having multiple things. Um, and so you got your brand tight. Everything is, is good to go. Now you got to get out there and I call it promote yourself. True. Be your biggest cheerleader. So what did you do? You have everything. You have the, the takeaways. So how did you present yourself to your audience, people who uh, were going to buy or who needed your book and everything else that you offered? What 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 are some things that you did? Wow. Um, well, first of all, I always want to make sure that I'm, from the beginning of the book anyway, it does tell them who the book is for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely not for the people that are too pious, mm-hmm. um, that are not transparent, right. that would rather um, they don't want they'll they'll talk but they don't want to walk the walk, yes. or they constantly are. And I've had people come up to me and say, you know what, I, I would have never shared my business out mm-hmm. in the street, and yeah. that's okay. That's okay. You know, that's okay for them. But yes. again, when I realize my purpose and when I realize what I'm here for and what I'm supposed to be doing then it's not, it's true enough, it's not going to cater to every single person. Right. So in the book, I have specifically said who it's actually for, the abused, mm. the battered, um, yes. men, women, and children yes. that have ever been hurt or have hurt, um, who haven't had the opportunity to ever be loved in this world. Those mm. are the people that I'm actually catering this book to. And so when I also go around, I target not only um, my message, but who the messengers, uh, the people, the audience of who I'm going to relate this to. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to every single event because mm. it's not for <laughs> me to go to every single event wow. just to put my you name know out who there. You are, Miss Lily. <laughs> I tell everybody that because I'm one. I tell people no is my best friend because when you write a book or you're doing, you know, what God told you to do, a lot of people draw on that anointing. And so they want to draw and invite you everywhere. And I tell people simply, I cannot go everywhere. I know 
you know, like you said, you have to know your purpose and you got to know who your audience is. So that is so a crucial key of information. Wow. Mm, I'm sorry for interrupting. I, I, I just have to co-sign whenever you say something marvelous. Okay. So continue, Miss Lily. I'm sorry. So, um, yeah. So when it comes to my engagements, um, and I don't take on everything either. So mm-hmm. I do have people that want me to come to events, but if it just doesn't line up to me, right. I, I do reject them. Right. And so um, that's that's my main thing is my target audience. Who am yeah. I going to relate this to? Most of them have been young women mm-hmm. and um, and teen girls, mm-hmm. most of them. Um, and then, of course, with my children's book, it's been the elementary kids. Mm-hmm. Now, I do have another third book, um, which is actually an anthology with other authors that has been edited by Vanessa Miller. I have a little faith. And so my particular story in there is called The Breakthrough. And it's really um, a tie-in to the life of a lily where it talks, it it stands from the point of time that I actually moved to Atlanta, Mm -hmm. how the business got started, um, and what kind of things have been happening to me uh, to show that God is truly an awesome God. Mm. And so um, it has other uh, phenomenal authors in there, and it's all testaments of faith, mm-hmm. whether it's people that are entrepreneurs that took a step out to, to start their businesses, or it's people that have gone through traumatic deaths in the family, or mm-hmm. it's the people that have gone through life-threatening illnesses that have come out wow. and just travailed. And so um, that's also on Amazon.com, and it's also on my site, The Life of a Lily, um, as well, at the bottom of the screen, you can also yeah. purchase that book as well. And yeah. so, um, it, it's all about God. It's all that's about it. God, and that's oh, yeah. why you have such a quiet spirit, a peace of serenity. Uh, I, I, I am, I'm really going to contact you off air about some <laughs> things. You have blessed my soul, uh, and our time is gone. But we're definitely going to uh, request you back again. October is our moving from an ordinary to outstanding month. And you have you are an overcomer, so we're gonna uh, request send a request to you, preferably have you back. I know Vanessa's gonna be uh, here in October, also Vanessa Miller. So, okay, um, just awesome, it, Lily. You have me just speechless right now. Uh, <laughs> but um, we're gonna have you back. It sounds like basically boils down to, and you can uh, say if I'm wrong. You know who you are. You know who you need to uh, speak to, and you have everything together tight and right so you can attract who you want to attract so you can get that message out that God gave you to give out, correct? That's correct. Correct. That's correct. You're doing a phenomenal job, my sister, my <laughs> fellow educating colleague. Oh, yes. Yes, who has a love for children, a love for God, and a love for herself. Give out your contact information, and we want you to think about one nugget of wisdom that you can leave with our audience, uh, and we're not just not going to just uh, box it into writing because I, maybe the Lord's going to have you impart something else. So whatever you want to leave to encourage and inspire, ignite, and influence our audience. So, But before that, give us your contact information once again. Okay. Contact information, uh, which you will also find on the site, um, is www.thelifeofalily.com. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to email me, my email address is on there. It's lily.ratliff at thelifeofalily.com. 
um, and, and share your stories with me and, and, mm-hmm. and share how much this book um, has blessed you. If you want to buy a book, um, you can go on there as well. Um, if you are interested in my children's book, you can also go to www.lilylratliff.com. Mm-hmm. So, um, and again, mm-hmm. if you want to purchase uh, items uh, to go along with the book, a bracelet, yeah. anything that's going to um, inspire you to, to continue, it's www.everythingthatslily.com. Wow. And some people in our chat said they're on your website and they're purchasing some of that great jewelry as we wow. speak. So you have been a blessing and uh, you, uh, you're certainly an impartation of healing and peace, like I said, and serenity. So one thing, we're down to a minute and a half, one thing uh, that you want to leave with our audience to inspire, influence, or ignite somebody who's feeling stuck in a rut uh, and think that they cannot do the and live the impossible dream that they dreamed about. Well, one thing I can say that I've already um, mentioned um, in one of my past sermons um, was that you, you just never know what God really has for you unless you step out on faith. Mm-hmm. And it's really about the heart of the matter. Yes. What is it about your heart that you need to put issues aside from yes. to be able to pick up your life again and make sure that you continue to go on because you have the purpose and a plan for each and every single person. And so if it is a book, write mm-hmm. the book. If it is to start a new class and get your degree, do that. Um, don't let another second go by that you will you will wish you would have had that opportunity because as we all know, time is winding up mm-hmm. and it's getting shorter and shorter by the minute. Mm-hmm. And so we want to take advantage of all that God has for us. And so we need to do that. And you can do it no matter what your past was about. Let your past catapult you to your future. Mm. So that's what you need to do. Wow. Awesome, Lily. We're going to follow up with you later tonight and continue to be you Continue to do what God called you to do because we know that you're going to continue to bless this nation. You have been a joy. Thank you. (laughs) And have a phenomenal school year, girl. You too. I will. All All right. right. All right, then. Thank you so much. If you just joined us, please listen to the archives. Lily Ratliff was phenomenal. Pam Perry was fantastic. Gwen was so great. Uh, next week, we have Rashonda Tate Billingsley on, Tamika Newhouse, and Adriana Miller. We're talking about books, the clubs, love, and then September is Men's Month. It's going to be raining men, y'all. We're going to talk about men's issues all September long. And then I'm going to have a big blog talk party of my third book, The 99 Males Who Make Your Life a Living Hell. Listen, get your stuff together, get it tight, get it right, and then... Be your biggest cheerleader because if God told you to do something, then you got to go do what he told you to do. I love you guys. Have a phenomenal week. We're going to close out with Selena. You know she's my favorite artist. We're going to listen to The Voice. Bye-bye.